Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go, let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! Woo! All right, crowdfunders. Man, we are back after the July 4th big blast and we are just man uh, okay i gotta bring the energy down i gotta be honest i'm struggling a little bit i may or may not have had a little too much to drink yesterday um not usually my uh, uh you know, not something i do a lot uh but you know when you've got a fresh keg of some blood orange out in your garage it, you tend to just you know overdrink a little bit you just keep going back to the keg keep going back to the keg so definitely turned it up a little bit but um, but it's good to be back. It's good to get our Wednesday going and get back to um, putting out good episodes. So coming up on today's show, or whatever you want to call it, podcast, I'm going to be talking to Johnny Keen. And he has the Keen Bean Baby Blends for uh, baby food, man. He's making his own baby food and getting it out to you. Uh, all organic, um, you know, very cool process in terms of how he's doing it with... Um, uh, with I think it's called like cold pressurizing, but whatever. I'll I'll let him explain it. He's the expert on it. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. So, but yeah. So like I said, we had a big get together for uh, here at my house. Uh, I don't. know, We probably had at one point maybe about forty five, fifty people, maybe maybe even a little bit more than that, running around our 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 little our little neck of the woods here. But it was a good time, and I appreciate everybody coming out. And um, we had a uh, we had just a busy week. So we had a client in from Australia, Julie. Thanks again for for coming in. She brought her prototype, the Hub Chair. If you want to go check that out, go to thehubchair.com. Um, so she was in town. So we were, we shot a ton of video, and I should I should take the word we out. Sean Neal, our videographer, shot a ton of video um, this week, and uh, so she's actually getting ready to head back to Australia today. And then we also had my father-in-law, um, uh, my you know Aaron's dad, her real dad from California, who we haven't seen in a couple of years now. He he showed up. He uh, kind of did a. We weren't totally expecting him to come in um, this week, but uh, he gave us <laughs> about a week's notice that he was coming into town. So he was here, which um, was you know. Which was exciting for the my kids to see him. Yet they haven't seen each other in a while, so he's getting ready to fly back tomorrow, and hopefully we get back into the groove of just July in it. You know, just getting those summer, you know, back into the summer grind. Um, but man, yesterday was a blast. Uh, just really had a good time here. I hope all the kids had a good time. I know I did, like I said. And um, but yeah, so I, I thought today's uh, episode is going to be really intriguing, just to hear Johnny talk about, um, you know, kind of uh, you know struggles that. Uh, of feeding, feeding newborn babies. And I remember going through this a lot when we had Atticus and Neve, you know, just uh, making sure that they're, you know, getting the the best nutrition. So, um, you know, that's coming up. Speaking of kind of the best, right? So I had a really good talk with my wife last night, um, not last night, two nights ago, where I've been kind of flirting with this idea of what it would be like to just for, you know, to raise our kids in an environment of, seeing the world and never being tied down to one location, going someplace for six, you know, six months, a year, whatever it is, meeting new people, seeing the world, right? Just 
I just keep imagining on how our world is so connected. And, and really, this, this was spawned from an interview I did on Monday that's going to be coming out. You know, I'm just hanging out, talking to, um, to Yarvi, this guy Yarvi, from um, a campaign on Kickstarter. I, I want to give too much away. The episode's coming up down um, next week. But talking to him, you know, I, I, like literally in the middle of my day, I'm talking to a, a guy in Tel Aviv, Israel, you know, and I've got Julie from Australia in town. And we've got another client from Germany. We've got their product here. We've got another client from Chicago that we've got their products here. We've got another client from Arizona, his products here. We've got a client from the Hong, from Hong Kong sending me stuff. So just really kind of stepping back and analyzing what's happening here personally and how much like we have global conversations right now and thinking more and more about how our kids are going to grow up. Will it be a major trip to go to Hong Kong? Will it be a major trip to go to Australia? Or is that just that's just part of life. Yeah, you just go there and, and you can still be connected. You can still be talking. So I just keep imagining like, you know, yeah, it's nice to have roots here in Farmington and, and we love our community. We love everybody around us. I mean, it is, it is awesome. But what I'm looking at is how awesome would it be that when my kids are spit out, let's 18, 19, 20 years old, and they just have world friends and they have a world community and they have, you know, they're connected to mindsets and how other people live. Will that teach them, you know, to respect everybody, respect all cultures, everybody, you know, and and, and this was kind of, you know, was kind of pushed into my brain even further when we went to, we went to the parade over here in Northville. And then the parade there was, you know, all walks of life in it, really, if you look at it. And, you know, I think it's intriguing to think about this. And and so I just, you know, my wife and I thought I had a good conversation about what would that look like? How would you educate your kids so that they're, you know, obviously we're not just talking about sitting in our car all the time and, and not doing schoolwork and not learning basic basic skills and all that sort of stuff. I'm not discussing that. I'm, I'm saying, hey, how, how do you do this? But, but man, I just keep imagining, and even for myself, somebody who hasn't even been farther than the Mississippi, right? Like, well, maybe I have. No, I, I, you know, I went to Minnesota. Uh, so I think, no, you know what? I'm not even 100% sure. Frank, now that I think about it, I'm so not very good in geography. But my whole point to this is, even for myself, how awesome it would be to be like, you know what? I'm gonna live, we're going to go live in Nashville next year. Then after that, we're going to go live in Austin. And then we're going to go live in Paris. Then we're going to go live in Amsterdam. Then we're going to come back and live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Then we're going to go live in Portland. And, and just, just see the world. And maybe you guys can all indulge me right now that I'm in fantasy land right now. That, that may be. But man, there is something about that that just, I don't know it's very romantic in my brain right now. And I, I you know, I, I want to look into it further because I mean, other stuff, you know, we are renters in our little house. We don't, you know, we have a lease car. Most of our possessions, I mean, I like for me to work, like I, I keep looking at it for me to work. I need my laptop and Wi-Fi, And even if I don't have Wi-Fi, I'll plug into 4g off my phone. My wife is an insurance um, I, t- you know, she doesn't technically need to be in an office for the type of work she does. I mean, obviously, you know, that's, but, but even her work, they have people in California that, that work on the project. So they're not, there are people that there's a precedent for them. So why could my wife do that? What, like, you know, I just keep looking at it and, and you know, uh, 
I just keep thinking maybe it is a blessing that we don't own a home right now and we don't really own cars and we don't really have a ton of major possessions. Even our, even our, if I look around my living room, it's, it's a lot of hand-me-down stuff or Ikea stuff. I mean, this is just not – it's like we're, we're rooted in community with the people we know and the relationships we have there, but we're really not rooted in terms of possessions. And and I think there's a liber- – maybe it's just that I'm, I feel liberated in that right now and then just imagining what could be. And whether or not we do this now, because well, there is still talks about us maybe trying to buy this house and fix it up and put an addition on and all that sort of stuff. But maybe there's a different way to be looking at life right now. And that is front and center in my brain. And I'm glad I got it out and got to share it uh, with you guys, our listeners. But um, I, So I don't want to go on much further. But if you guys know anybody, like I'm actually going to put this back out, out to you guys. I'm going to ask a question. If you guys know people who have possibly lived this way, and not like a gypsy life. I don't want to live like a gypsy or anything like that. But this idea of just being you know, really well-traveled and and still educating kids and so on and so forth. But if you guys know anybody, I'd love to talk to somebody about that. I think it would be awesome. So, all right, let's kick into my conversation with Johnny, Johnny Keen from Keen Bean Organic Blends. Now, he's only got about six days to go, and, you know, they're just over, just a little bit over their goal right now. So they're at around 27,000. So if this is something where um, it's not even just baby food. This is really organic food and good for snacks for anybody. I think we're going to order up some uh, a case or so. Um, for our kids, just, you know, stuff to put in the lunches, stuff to eat uh, while we're out at games and stuff like that. So, you know, like I said, he's got six days to go. I'm sure he'd love to get some more support. So if you're interested, um, go to Keen, K-E-E-N, Bean, B-E-A-N. Just Google that and go to their Kickstarter and uh, pick up some uh, some organic baby food, which is being redefined. So we're, let's go tech. Let's go. Let's let's move over to my conversation. And uh, here we go. Johnny, I've hit the I've hit the red light here, the 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 big record button, which usually puts a ton of pressure on people. So uh, hopefully you're feeling okay at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Um, well, let's do a quick sound check here. So, uh, what'd you have for uh, breakfast this morning? I had uh, an americano coffee. That's it. That's it. Coffee. We're going to be talking about organic baby foods, and I, I figured you're going to have like I made the you know this organic. Beautiful breakfast. Uh, yeah, still cut oats, organic still cut oats, uh, you know, uh, organic, uh, fresh cut fruit, all that. No, not right, today. Right. Not today. Not today. Okay. All right. All right. Just some coffee this morning. So, uh, all right. Cool. All right. I think we're all sounding good here. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into it here. So, all right. Well, Johnny, well, uh, you are currently over on Kickstarter. Why don't you tell my listeners what you are raising money for? Sure. Uh, our company, uh, Keen Bean Organic Blends, uh, started out a line of uh, organic baby food um, that's just a healthier, uh, more convenient, better food for our little ones. Uh, the major difference here is that uh, we use a process called HPP or high pressure pasteurization. And what that is, is just it's a, if people are familiar with cold press juice, uh, we use mm-hmm. cold press to uh, keep our food, our bay food, as as close to homemade as possible. So it it just stays raw throughout the whole process, except for the ingredients that require cooking, such as like chicken or chickpeas. 
And, you know, and in turn that what it does is it, uh, it keeps, uh, the, the ingredients, uh, at a high quality state and, uh, you know, preserves the nutrients and enzymes and vitamins. Gotcha. So for my listeners who are, you know, driving around or riding a subway right now, like how, how is this, you know, baby food seems like that could be a wide thing here. Um, so like, how is it delivered? How, like, how, how do you do baby food on Kickstarter? So on Kickstarter, we are doing a direct-to-consumer uh, approach here. So you can just order on Kickstarter. It's a pre-order. And then when we produce, uh, we'll give you a shout and say, hey, we're shipping out. Uh, here are some delivery dates that you can choose from. And we'll ship it direct to your home. Uh, we produce it in factory. And then it'll be in a uh, cold box. So it'll be a lined uh, cardboard box with uh, cold packs and it'll ship overnight uh, to the end consumer or the customer. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's very cool. So, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is I don't think I've actually seen a baby food ever funded on Kickstarter. So how did, you know, Kickstarter start to become in your uh, conversations as like, hey, let's, let's, let's try uh, raising some funds through there. Sure. So we looked at Kickstarter just because it is, you know, one of the largest uh, crowdfunding platforms and we're looking at the food section and it is not that, you know, I, I would say some food items uh, fund very, very well. And we were looking at the baby food and we're like, Hey, um, you know, let's, let's just, let's, let's give it a shot. It is a large platform. And we saw right away, we're like, Hey, you know, what's going to be one of our issues and problems. And it was that, Moms, primarily the baby food buyer, um, sorry dads, but, uh, they make the, you know, the decisions on it and they aren't very familiar with Kickstarter. So right. one of our biggest challenges was, Hey, how do we convert that mom? Like, what are we going to do to get them onto Kickstarter and say, Hey, well, this is something, you know, that, that is a helping to start a company and, and, you know, fund them and it's a pre-order. So it's not an instant gratification type, type right. item here. And so, um, you know, that was one of their challenges, but Kickstarter being, you know, the large platform it is, it, you know, we just tried to push it as, and market as, as well as we could. And, you know, we have become the most funded, uh, baby food, uh, ever, uh, on Kickstarter. Yeah, that's 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 what my uh, that's what my research told me too. Because I use a couple tools to kind of deep dive into, you know, what else is out there, and I I couldn't find anything. So that yeah, congrats on that one. That, that's 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 totally awesome. So you know. Outside of that, you know, kind of the education portion, it seems like what you were talking about there, just getting people educated on, you know, what what to do with their credit card, basically. Um, you know, was there anything around educating in terms of like, uh, you know, safety and 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 trust and that? I mean, you know, again, I have a six and a three year old. We are we are past the baby food world, but I remember back in the day, the wife being hyper intense or yes. very caring some might say um <laughs> about what was going in in the mouth so how do you establish that online right now kickstarter social media whatever it is that you know you guys know what you're doing to make baby food yeah so um you know in starting the the actual baby food um uh I guess the, into that realm, you know, you do need to do a lot of studies and tests to make sure that, uh, your, your food is safe for, for the consumer. Um, you know, we, we did go through, uh, we're, we're, we're based on Canada, but we produce out in the States. 
Um, however, we we're so we're we're selling to both markets uh, in North America, Canada, and the U.S. So we had to go through Health Canada and FDA uh, and follow you know every single guideline that they have. Um, you know, we do a third party testing even before um, for our our sourcing. Uh, before it even gets to the factory to make sure that, you know, the, the food that we're, or the ingredient source that we're getting, the raw materials are safe before they even enter into our facilities. So there's a lot of testing and, and, um, uh, I guess checking, uh, on that, uh, benchmarking, uh, that goes along the way. And then, you know, there, there are the health organizations that, like that I mentioned, Health Canada, FDA that also come in and check as well. So they check your facilities and, uh, for us, you know, we need to get, uh, you know, HACCP plans and all these different things to, to make this happen. You can't just go and be like, okay, we're just gonna make baby food. Um, right, right. a lot of, you know, certifications and, and things like that. It helps out, you know, we, we, uh, we applied for certification for organic. Um, there's certain guidelines when you're using, uh, HPP or pasteurization techniques and stuff like that. Right. And there, yeah, and you know, you do see some, some, um, companies that, you know, that, that don't follow those line, guidelines and they're not doing so well, but we have to, like, that's just a core part of our business, uh, right. on safety. So, so yeah. That's intriguing. So, like, I talked to, I think it's Mammoth Bar. Uh, I can't remember what episode it is on here, but, but I remember because of some of their, um, you know, packaging and being organic or so on, whatever, the, I can't remember what the verbiage was now, that they had to use like special factories. Do you guys have something similar like that? Yes. Uh, it has to go through, well, our packaging is, is a pouch packaging. So, it's a BP, PPA free um, spouted pouch. Uh, mm-hmm. for that itself, we had to, you know, make sure that it can withstand, uh, the amount of pressure, uh, that we use. Uh, we use, the pressure we use is about 87,000, uh, tons or PSI, uh, per, uh, pounds per square inch. And so that's about, uh, to put in relation five times the, the pressure at the bottom of the ocean, the, the deepest wow. point. Um, so that package has to withstand that type of pressure. Uh, you know, it, the process we use, we fill it and then it, it goes through pressure. Um, so yeah, so th- that's one of the things that was, you know, a, a part of our, our, our packaging. And then, you know, just being certified organic, uh, only, uh, you know, certain sections of facilities have to, uh, sorry, only certain sections of the facility have to, you know, can, can house organic stuff. They have to be, uh, continually washed, checked, uh, and have a backlog of everything there. So. Right, right. Yeah, that's some of the stuff I've heard too from from uh, from some past past food prod uh, food campaigns. So yeah, because you so, can't just lose. You know, if you're going to be certified organic, if you're going to be certified this, this, and this, you need to you know keep that uh, and have a a rigorous upkeep on that, or else you know you exactly. just lose certification. So exactly, exactly. So where where's the starting point to this idea? I mean, you know, what, what's ground zero? So ground zero was, uh, my wife and I had a baby and, um, I actually come from the cold press juice industry. Uh, so okay. I founded a small batch, uh, cold press, uh, juice company. And from that, you know, we were looking, uh, when it came time to feed our, our child, uh, solids, we we're looking, Hey, what are the options out here? So, you know, we went to the store, you know, and what they have there is glass jars and pouches still, but they're a pasteurized product. So they're heated. Um, they, you know, they, they can be shelf stable on the shelf for, you know, up to two years, three years. So we were yeah. thinking, well, you know, Hey, you know, is that really the best? And then we started looking, I started looking more into the ingredients in there and there's a lot of fillers. There's a lot of preservatives. 
so the other option is, hey, let's 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 make our own baby food, right? We'll just make it at home and puree it and um, the, the baby bullet, I believe we have. Yeah, there's there's baby bullets, baby present. <laughs> yeah. There's there's pure Gerber, everything, right? Yep. So, you know, we started doing that and as on the go parents, you know, that's just not, uh, you know, what you want to do spending your time all the time, yep. right? It takes time to wash, peel, uh, cut, freeze, portion, and then cleaning, clean here, clean every day and then portion out and yeah, everything. So that last, I, I bought one that lasts the whole two weeks and yeah, so we would start looking for other options. Um, and then it just kind of, you know, with my background and just the situation we're in, like, Hey, this might make sense. Is there anything else out there? Um, and you know, we, I just examined the market and there was a hole that, 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 you know, was to be filled. So started on this. Interesting. So an- another thing that I've, uh, um, I, I interviewed another baby product once on, on the podcast and I'm wondering if you guys might have, might be experiencing this as well, where the time frame was a challenge in terms of getting backers, which you guys are, I mean, you're getting backers, so that's great, where that the kid would be too old by the time you deliver or that the mom's seeing it right now. You know, like, like it was just a timing issue. You know what yes. I mean? Have you, have you seen anything like that going on behind the scenes or, or something yeah, you're, you're aware well, of? Uh, our product is, is primarily uh, aimed towards uh, a baby starting baby-led weaning, so that's about six months, and all the way to a toddler about two years old. Um, okay. But with our product specifically, because it's a baby food product that comes in a pouch, it could actually, you know, you're, you can stretch that age to about two and a half, three as well. Uh, and I've also found that uh, the blends themselves lend to, you know, school age kids uh, and, and above just because for snacks. Because you, you right, see right. The, the applesauce cups and, you know, there's, you start them out at six months and then, you know, you still see kids uh, six or seven years old bring those to school, right? They're just they're just they're just called different. Uh, they just named them, <laughs> right? Right. So yeah, so, so the kid doesn't get made fun of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not baby food. Yeah. So um, and and you know because of the different ingredients and uh, unique uh, ingredients that we use, that we we also have found that hey, we can stretch that out as well. So some some people are saying, oh, hey, it's too old, but then you know we kind of say, hey, well. Um, we were asking questions like, do you think that, you know, you would bring your, or give this to your child if, you know, we called it something different or we rebranded it. And they're like, yeah, actually, we, you know, we totally would because of the ingredients and, and, you know, right. even as a snack as opposed, as opposed to a full whole meal, it could be a snack. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Interesting. Interesting. So let's, let's break you down a little bit. So, um, you know, where'd you grow up? I am uh, grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So that's Canada, um, <laughs> right in the center. If anyone's familiar with hockey, it's the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, And if you're not, then we are about eight hours north of Minneapolis. Yeah, I've got a uh, buddy who has a fairly well-known studio there in Winnipeg. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, a recording studio. Sean DeLaley uh, is uh, named Private Recording. Okay, yeah. Yeah, No, there's there's been a good... Amount of acts that come out of Winnipeg, and if everyone's you know crash test dummies, uh, uh, wait, was it tragically hip? No, the who? No, 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 yeah, that, yep, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So uh, I've I've done some some research of the Winnipeg. We were going to do some work out of there back in the studio days. So uh, it was it was on on verge of maybe being my fifth location at some point. But uh, but yes, that's the past. Though we're 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 in the future now. Uh, Well, that's cool. So um, so what did your parents do? 
uh, when you were growing up? Uh, my, my parents were in healthcare, uh, so both nurses. They they okay yeah they came over here from uh, from Vietnam they immigrated in 1980 uh, so yeah they were they were both people um, they immigrated to Canada to find a better life um, and so you know they they came here worked hard and then they you know went to the healthcare profession um, wow. yeah how'd they get to Winnipeg though uh, you know what they it, the options were. Uh, the states or or Canada, um, and the state uh-huh. was going to take a lot longer. Um, right. we said, "Hey, you know what? Let's just let's just get out now as well we can." Um, yeah, because they were you know in a refugee camp in, in Malaysia, or Indonesia, or something like that. For wow. um, but wow. they were like, "Hey, you know, let's just go. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out." And and Winnipeg probably wasn't their best option because it, it does get to like minus forty uh, down. Yeah, winter. so <laughs> you know their, their their first winter was was. For sure, a, a shocker, but yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Whew, yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's cold. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, so it sounds like maybe that entrepreneur spirit that you've got, you know, comes from from you know them, you know, traveling, moving, you know, setting up a new life for himself. You know, that's that that's a very entrepreneur spirit and tone to it. Do you think that's where it comes from? Uh, definitely, it's just the, the hard work, and then you know, growing up, no. Ha- Maybe not having everything that you know, I always right? So right. always striving for more and always trying to overcome uh, challenges and goals and how to do that uh, problem solving really. Um, so yeah, so definitely that's that's I would say came out from because when I remember even when I was fifteen, sixteen, I was holding events uh, at, at 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 nightclubs that were on their off nights they were closed. And, uh, so I would say, Hey, can you rent this place out? And we're just gonna have 18 and under and, uh, no, no alcohol whatsoever. You know, and we're just, car- we're right. just car- right. charge cover. And yeah. So, so yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Are, th- you know, do you find that there's any sort of habits you have or, or traits that, that, that you have that are, he- that's helping you, uh, start this business and, and, and do this crowdfunding campaign? I would say some of them is, uh, I guess, Weird daily habit I just actually started uh, um, last year was I, I didn't I never flossed. Okay. I tell the story because I never flossed before. Uh, I, like I would every every once in a while, you know, something stuck in your teeth or something like that. But I started. Hey, you know what? I read that when you're in your 30s, start flossing as a male because it, you know it'll help out with heart disease, cancers, and you know mouth disease, everything. So I'm like, okay, but flossing is kind of a pain. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna floss. Just do it. Just get it over with. Don't procrastinate and do it. And you know, I've never really missed a day now. And I feel that that's one of the things, a habit that is, hey, don't procrastinate and just, just do it. So overcome, overcome uh, what you think or like uh, any challenge you may have, and just, just do it. Just get doing it, and it'll just be done. That's cool. It's funny you mentioned the floss one. So I use an app called uh, Coach. Yep. It's like I think it's like Coach.me. And my my one it says uh, I have this thing where I'm always flossed for 21 days straight, and I have to check it off every time I do. Yeah. It. So it's 37 year old male who has. Yeah, I, I keep up. Yeah, I'm 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 you know probably five days a week. You know, I missed it last night. We were out at a party late. We got home, put the kids to bed, and just oh, didn't yeah, happen. But got that. up this morning and did it. So you know, you know, you you know you. As long as you're trying, right? Yes, because I, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, hey, the, there's there's something you don't want to do, which is, you know, a lot of the time I'd rather be sitting on the couch watching a movie or something like that. But um, if you kind of just, okay, get up, do it, 
it, it's not so bad. And even in, you pace down to small chunks, uh, it just gets done. So, you know, really laying back to our crowdfunding campaign, I look at them and say, okay, well, hey, what can we do today to increase uh, pledges or how can we uh, increase or reach awareness? And I look at it and say, okay, I uh, just get on the computer, open it up and start looking at things. And then, yeah, we just came on doing it and just doing doing it. So that's very cool. How, how about um, maybe some uh, outside the, maybe the parents being in, you know, major influences in your life, who else in terms of like business or, or entrepreneurs that, that you look up to and, and, and respect? I look up to a whole breadth of entrepreneurs, but I would say um, one of them would be Richard Branson. Uh, I feel that he, you know, was, uh, a rebel back in his age and, and just started out and, you know, just became like super huge, uh, kept on the grind. Um, and yeah, I, I love his story. Um, I would say another one would be Damon John, uh, yeah. FUBU, how, you know, just start out, uh, in his mom's basement with his friends and yeah, just grew that brand and huge and just, just kept on, uh, on hitting the payment on that. So those would be two, uh, I, I would, you know, read, read their books, look up to. That's cool. So, you know, for your area right now, are, are there incubator programs that you're a part of? Is there any sort of Canada support? And, you know, I, I know for the music scene, I know there was always a ton of like government money or, or things available. Is, is that similar for small businesses? Oh, yeah, there's there's a ton of support for small businesses in, in Canada right now. Um, the I guess I guess it depends on what area um, or, you know, what. Yeah, what area you're, you're working in. Ours would be considered like food tech. And yeah, we, we received a uh, government grant from the National Research Council for uh, uh, innovation and industrial research. So uh, that was very helpful um, because so far uh, for funding for, for King Bean, we've just straight bootstrapped it. Um, you know, that's one of, also one of the other reasons why we started Kickstarter to kind of validate our product and, and, you know, kind of gain momentum uh, as we, as we plan for a retail uh, launch. That's cool. And, and how did you, I mean, are you're, you said you're producing it uh, in LA or the West Coast, yes. right? How, how, how did that like? How did that connect um, with you being in Canada? So we started out in Canada um, in Winnipeg. Here, you know, when we were doing our our pilot um, formulation, benchmarking, and stuff like that, and we started out in Winnipeg. With but the the there were certain limitations in terms of the HPP machine itself. Uh, it is a an a a newer technology that's come to commercialization. So in Canada, there's only limited spaces where they have the machine. Um, it's used primarily in uh, cold, cold cut meats, uh, salsas, guacamole, but not really in, in my region. Uh, so Winnipeg. So we actually went out to Alberta, um, right by Edmonton there and worked at the, the Canadian food processing plant there. Um, and, but they are also, they're a government run facility that, you know, we can't, you know, run our businesses through. Uh, they would help out with startup, but uh, once we hit uh, commercialization stage, we we had to, you know, find another spot. So, gotcha. so Western um, US or Southern California has, you know, an abundant supply of uh, 
HPP manufacturing, coal manufacturing, coal packing, and also the organic uh, source is very abundant as well. So, you know, it just made a lot of sense to be out in Canada there. That's very cool. Well, let's flip a little bit over to the actual Kickstarter, uh, one of the, which is why I reached out to, to talk to you. So, you know, you're at, you know, you've already hit your goal. You got two weeks, a little over two weeks to go here. So what was kind of a general marketing strategy that you guys had before you launched the campaign? So our, our pre-campaign consisted of, uh, we did a giveaway. Uh, we, we partnered up with a couple of baby food or not baby food companies, but uh, baby item companies um, and got together a package and, you know, did a giveaway to collect emails. Um, and then we basically were marketing on primarily on Facebook and Instagram uh, to mom groups and groups. And that was our, our biggest, I would say, uh, marketing push. And then our, our own networks, personal networks and stuff like that. So... Gotcha. So, so this may be a stupid question, considering that you've obviously already funded. Is there anything that you would do differently if you could? Um, definitely. You know what? We would have. I wish we had done more marketing on our pre-campaign. Even I say, you know, like we I, we I, we marketed for a good like I would say two two and a half months. But you know, if we had more time, uh, I would have done six months. Sure. Yeah. I, Is. It, and was there anything that pushed you to just launch when you launched, or was there any sort of outside factors? Yeah, well, like well, you know what? It, some of the outside factors were, um, I guess, competition uh, in the space itself. Uh, other Bay Food companies uh, launching and you know getting to, to retail and to market. We want to use Kickstarter as as a marketing tool as well as to validate our our, our position in the industry. Um, I had a, another baby on the way. Uh, so he was just born two weeks ago. That can do it. So, you know, that, that was leading it too. And so, uh, we're like, Hey, well, we gotta get everything going. And so, yeah. So, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time, um, validating everything before, but we just needed to get to that point. So that's how, that's what. Gotcha. So, you know, you, so you mentioned, uh, competition. How does a company like yourself, you know, basically, you know, make space for yourself on the, on the grocery store. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much out there. How, how do you start to make waves? So, well, one of our things was, was Kickstarter. That's, that's bizarre because we, we saw that, you know, no other uh, baby food company had started out on Kickstarter or used it as, as a platform. So we thought, Hey, maybe we'll differentiate ourselves and uh, come when it comes time to go see a retailer, we say, Hey, look, yeah, you know, we have this much in pre-orders already. So, you know, um, being our end goal, being at, in retail, it just helps out a lot, uh, that way. Um, right. and in terms of, of other competition, um, yeah, that, that just helps us, you know, differentiate and for the shelf space, uh, portion of things, uh, we, you know, we need to be, we are a refrigerated product. So, uh, we want to be in the Bayfield and, you know, we actually, uh, launched a program, uh, for us within our sales that offers, uh, our own cooler or the, the retailers, uh, to have a cooler, um, that we provide that will, will stock our product. So, you know, it helps them save their shelf space for whatever other products. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have, we can define our own space, uh, really. And, and when you also see brands in there, you don't, you never really see one brand, um, 
it on a shelf either. So there's room, and I encourage a competition as well, but there are, there are rooms for, for multiple brands in a store. Now, is there something that, or like a formula that you might have put together to maybe find your perfect buyer, your buyer persona? I mean, you know, uh, you, you know, so that you know that you're marketing towards the right person, the right people, the right person. So we did develop like an early adopter persona, um, and how we did that was actually we we tested it on Facebook. Uh, we okay. you know we we put out uh, a few ads, or I think it's more than a few, is like. 24 uh, subsets and with different uh, messaging and we we guessed or estimated on hey you know what would it just work on this uh, this group subset of you know females age 18 to 24 um, or is it 24 to 39 or what and you know what regions what areas and that kind of helped us uh, develop the early adopter demographic of uh, Gotcha. So at least for for Kickstarter and online, uh, when it comes to retail, it, it'll I think it'll change a little differently because you know you have a different buyer. Um, but I guess we'll see because it, you know with the recent huge acquisition of Amazon um, yeah. and, and Whole Foods, you know that could it could blur the lines a little bit. Well, you know, you might be an expert on this. Where do you see like the grocery store chains going? Targets or not even Target, but Kroger and uh, you know competing against Walmart and Target and it's Amazon, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. Like where where do you see it all going? Um, you know, it, it's it's really hard um, to say, but I, I feel the the convenience factor is definitely going to be there. Um, so you're going to see a lot of uh, grocery chains or at least convenience type stores uh, offering more product. Uh, so you know you can go with your in and out your 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 convenience, you'll see Kroger and probably your Wegmans getting more larger convenience uh, store type stores in there. You know, bigger than your Seven Elevens, but with uh, fresh produce and you know uh, larger offerings. Uh, and you might also see your Seven Elevens, you know, op- opening that space as well, having you know ready to eat meals as they already have done, and then you know more produce, uh, more more items that are are you know just grab and go. Um, but yeah, I still see there being a space for like your Wegmans and your Kroger's, um, because, you know, people still go to the, you know, the grocery store. They still are visual and like to see the items that are home. Sure. Uh, but I do, you know, online, online shopping is, is picking up a lot. So, you know, a lot of the, your staples that, you know, you already know, like such as diapers, um, you know, you're going to see, Hey, we're just going to put on a subscription type model and just, just get shipped every so often because I need, you know, diapers. I don't really want to go to the store all the time or in baby food. I don't really want to go right. once I've, I, I've tried, trialed the product. Maybe I don't want to go every other day or every you know week or something like that to get it when I already know. Okay. So, so, so for somebody like you, where you are right now in the company, do you guys, do you, uh, we'll use the hockey analogy. Do you want to be skating to where the puck's going or do you want to skate to where it was, you know, like, do you want to spend the next, you know, whatever year getting into retail and then find out, oh, we're all online <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, like, like, how, how do you guys prepare for that? So our approach has been, um, both. We're, we're, we're targeting e commerce and we're targeting retail. Um, the retail space is, is, is still a given for us is be- because the, you know, that distribution channel, uh, 
I don't see everyone closing in the next, you know, five years. Right? Sure. So, um, but we are also are, are definitely focused on e-commerce as well um, because, you know, we see that shifting. So we are, are a two-pronged approach is to go to and approach both. And um, so it's going to be a little bit of let's see where the, the, uh, the puck is and, you know, a little bit of Wayne Gretzky and let's see where the puck is going. Right, right. Uh, and what does scale look like for you? So scale is, I would say, growing into uh, a large company that that you know is in you know mul- you know multiple chains, stores, brands, uh, branded uh, channels, uh, e-commerce channels. Okay, and and do you see yourself making you know uh, teenage products? I don't know, food, you know, or just all in the baby food. So, so you know, our path would be: we are looking at baby food uh, as our first entry in, into the uh, spotted pouch uh, HPP um, market, or uh, as a product. But yeah, we are looking at uh, toddler, school age uh, offerings as well as adults, and um, actually geriatric as well. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even think. Yeah, that, that didn't um, cross my yeah, mind. So, so our, our first uh, entry will be baby food, and then we, you know we'll look at those other offerings, um, and then we have some other other product offerings in the food uh, realm using HPP that we're also kind of looking at right now. Gotcha, gotcha. So a little bit ago, you, you talked about um, kind of doing your Facebook testing for the buyer personas. Are there any tools? Or tools that you're using that is helping you, you know, either with automation or keeping up with the daily tasks. Uh, anything you can recommend somebody checking out? We use a lot of tools. Uh, one of them actually you recommended uh, was uh, Green Inbox. Yeah, okay, Green Inbox, sweet. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, we used and found it was very, very helpful uh, for tapping our personal networks. Uh, we use Sprout Social uh, to pitch on, on Twitter um, and keep uh, kind of. Those links going. Um, I started to look at one of the other ones, Crowdfire, but we didn't. We haven't really used it that much. Uh, we use Kickbooster uh, for you know the diehard fans and uh, backers that we think, hey, you know, they 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 are what epitomize our company. So you know, hey, let's let's give them something for for helping us out. How, how are you seeing that tool work? Uh, we like it a lot. Yeah, I think it works yeah. very well. They're also, you know, one of the one of the founders is is from Winnipeg as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So cool. we were able to, you know, uh, get some good, helpful tips on it. Sweet. Yeah, I may have to get some off mic uh, info because I got a client that wants to use it, and uh, I don't know. I haven't seen much of it. I mean, I know of it, yeah. but I haven't seen it actually out in the wild. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's you know, it, it's it's a basic for. for when I was looking at it, it was your basic affiliate program, but it's just for Kickstarter. So it's fairly simple, but hey, it's it's now it's branded for Kickstarter, so it's just a little different. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, cool. Very cool. So, you know, where do you envision, you know, maybe 10 years from now, um, even though it's hard to, you know, to be looking that far ahead, but where do you see 10 years um, uh, for you, the family, the business? Like, 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 what's the hopes and dreams there? Uh, I would see in, in uh, it is hard to plan out ten years, but uh, I would want to grow uh, Keen Bean uh, as as large as possible uh, and be a, a global brand. Um, you know, we're gonna take it day by day, month by month. But yeah, and, and I see as you know myself growing with the company and you know the family as well. I've, 
two uh, young boys right now. So, um, you know, growing with the company and maybe add to that. And yeah, so basically, yeah, just, just, just keep on growing the company and try to get into uh, more spaces and, and go from there. Now, are, are you the type of person that feels like this is something you would eventually at some point want to give off to somebody or are you like the type of guy that wants to really have your hands in the, uh, in it the whole time? Um, that's hard to say. Uh, like I, I enjoy working with startups and, and building companies. However, uh, I would say there's, there's a point where, you know, where you, would like to build and build and build and keep on at that phase. But I also, you know, have, would like to uh, be in a later stage where uh, a company is a little more mature and you have the resources uh, to, you know, build and grow other, other, I guess, products or offerings or services that, that, you know, you can only do with, with a certain amount of resources. Um, sure. So, you know, it, it, it and, and, Eventually, I guess you can you can still do startups or you know a lot of innovation um, with that. Well, that's how I'm kind of looking at it. it. It's about innovation. I like the innovation aspect of of companies. Um, yeah, I hear you. And you know, I find larger companies hey, sometimes are slow to do it, but you know they they have the resources. So it's it's both. I like both the mature and and the and the early startup. <laughs> So with 15 days to go and, and already being funded, uh, how are you guys um, keeping the momentum going? How are you keeping backers in? You know, what, are there some strategies you're using right now to just to keep the keep the fire lit? So yeah, so right now we we are I, I've been we've been experienced uh, a little bit of a plateau, um, and we kind of expected and planned for it. And with 15 days to go, we are now you know kind of just gearing up our our marketing push for the next two weeks. So uh, we are heavily pitching on press. Uh, we have, you know, uh, marketing campaigns, uh, coming out in the next week. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're kind of just really pushing for that, that end leg, uh, of the race here. Gotcha. Are, are you, are you, have you been getting good press so far or what's the press? The, been pre- like? the press has been, it's been a challenge. Um, but we were featured in, uh, uh, a profile in Food Navigator USA, which is a large, uh, industry, um, food industry outlet. And, um, but it's been a little tricky in terms of because we are a Kickstarter, which was a little different. Um, and then, and then also that because we're on Kickstarter, we don't have, um, uh, samples to send out yet. Ah, yeah, because we are using our, our Kickstarter for a portion of our validation or certifications. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't have, you know, samples that we can send out to a, a writer. So, you know, becomes like a, um, a, a horse in a cart situation. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Right. So, but, uh, you know, we're, because we have been the most crowdfunded, uh, Bay food, uh, project, um, you know, that's actually getting a lot more interest. So, so we're hoping that we'll get a lot more press, uh, coming, coming days soon. That's cool. Are you guys considering any stretch goals at all, or or, or kind of do anything like uh, that? To uh, we we had we had discussed it and and looked at that, but um, we felt that 
a stretch goal for us would mean taking away from our original product offerings and rewards. And I see a lot of companies doing it. And my view on it is that uh, we were thinking, hey, we could have offered another uh, another flavor, right? So instead of mm-hmm. four original flavors, we can other add another one. Um, but what that would do is is for us is take away. Uh, from focusing all our efforts on making the best product uh, of our four four SKUs that we have available. So we thought, hey, you know what? We can always add another uh, flavor offering another time, but you know, let's just make the highest quality product with the four SKUs that we have and focus on that as opposed to being, okay, well, let's just stretch goal. And then, you know, uh, maybe it's 15% of our allo- time allocation or resources will have to be towards that when... Sure. 100% should be towards what we originally offered. Yeah, that makes sense. That uh, yeah, makes sense. I think I, I, I see that. So, you know, do you, would you consider going and using Kickstarter again if, if you, when you go, if you do another product line? Um, we would consider it. Uh, I would, you know, what? one, one crowdfunding platform that I've been kind of looking at that might have been, uh, we don't know, um, uh, because we're just kind of looking at it was a uh, bond raiser. And it was oh, more okay. geared, it's more geared towards the food industry. However, the, you know, the, the sales are, weren't as, or I guess pre-order amounts weren't as high. So we decided to go to the But, you know, now looking into more, you, you know, it, maybe that, that would be something that we would consider as well. Or we actually might think of instead of doing, uh, going to Indiegogo, uh, in demand, uh, maybe to switch over to Bondraiser for the next phase uh, of our campaign. Very cool. Very cool. Well, where can find uh, where can people find more info and dive into uh, the the business world and your world if people want to reach sure. out? Sure. Uh, well, everything, uh, all our properties are my keen bean. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook is my uh, K E E N B E A N. So my keen bean, uh, and yeah, everything you can just follow us everywhere on their website. Same thing: www.mykeenbean.com. Cool. Well, Johnny, I appreciate you taking time out of your day, man. Uh, I know in the middle of a Kickstarter, everybody's busy and uh, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, I'm I'm glad you 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 reached out because uh, or you know emailed me back because I, I wanted to chat with you because it's you know very rarely do you see a baby food on Kickstarter, so I wanted to wanted to get the backstory. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate Thanks a lot, time. my name is Jeff. Yeah, just you know what with the Kickstarter and you know kind of us being a baby food, it just really feels good to be um, you know on a mission. Uh, you know, that we, we have here. It's, it's basically parents helping parents. And, you know, we want to share it with as many people as possible because, you know, we find that, hey, um, you don't have to, uh, be slaving in the kitchen and, and, uh, you know, cooking, cleaning all the time. And, uh, parents need the convenience factor as well as, you know, and we still want the best for our kids. So that's, yeah. you know, kind of how we started out and we know why we're doing this. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So everybody out there, make sure you guys uh, you got a couple uh, couple weeks to, to go back. Uh, check it out on Kickstarter. Go follow them on social media and, uh, and support a great, great project. So uh, Johnny, I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, again. Thanks a lot for having me. All right. How about that conversation? I forgot how great Johnny's energy was. And like, I, I can't stress enough. Go check this out. Um, I think he's got a really interesting product that's, you know, hopefully he can get into supermarkets all over the place and, and let this thing really grow. So let's flip over a little bit to the song list too. The song is called Have You Listened to Your Soul. Um, 
old track that I just rediscovered, I think from me talking a couple days uh, last week about Sean finding some of my old tracks and sending them over to me. So um, I actually personally haven't heard this song in quite some time. So um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it was, it's an important one to me and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it and I will talk to you all next week.